Bush and Richie here with your Home Time Show podcast. Uh, although in the show you're about to hear, I don't really talk about it so much because we had a busy old show, I did successfully go to the Everton game, start of the season, and we won 3-1. You did, and I was uh, keeping an eye on uh, your your results, your match on uh, Saturday afternoon. I was delighted for you that you uh, Everton did well and that you had a good trip up there and all that kind of thing. But I'm also delighted um, <laughs> that you weren't talking about football too much during the show uh, today. Wanted to keep a lid on it because of the Arsenal thing. But did you have a good time? It's been the elephant in the room. It's been ama- it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Almost, uh, almost slightly emotional. Actually, very emotional. Just being back at Goodison Park and seeing uh, seeing all these people. I mean, I'm not a season ticket holder anymore, but watching people who like embracing and hugging because they haven't seen each other for ages because the footy hasn't been on. However, I did get a shout out at half time. Do you remember we talked about uh, it? Yes. I had my half time shout out from the lovely Graham White, the stadium announcer at Goodison Park. Here's the thing, right? At half time, we were losing one nil. Mm-hmm. It wasn't going very well. I, my name was announced on the tannoy at Goodison Park. We come back out, we score three goals, we win the game 3-1. Oh. A couple of people have suggested uh, on Twitter over the intervening couple of days, maybe the, just uh, the incantation of Andy Bush from Absolute Radio on a tannoy at half-time can turn it around for the home team. I just want to put it out there. If, you, if your team's having a nightmare... Get, take a bit of paper, write my name down, give it to the guy that's the announcer and see what happens. Equally, you could say this, uh, you've got a really strong case to put to your other half, Katie, that you need to be at every home game going forward. Do you know what I did? I did make a couple of um, nods towards a season ticket. Yeah. But it didn't go down particularly well. <laughs> But I did. If I'm going to just put my name down on this bit of paper here, Richie, and uh, if you happen to be anywhere near um, the Emirates for the Chelsea game, oh, you might yeah. want to use that at half time. Thank you very much. No problem. So, top parenting for me over the weekend. I took our, our I took our two year old daughter to the arcades. Oh, what a treat! Took her down the arcs. Uh, she was a bit scared at first, uh, but in no time at all, she was doing the whole penny putting the pennies in and betting on horses and all this kind of stuff. Uh, some great. There's a great set of like Las Vegas style arcades on South End Seafront near Adventure Island. Mm. Obviously, I'm based in Leon Sea, just like yards up the road, which is great. Uh, but there's something about a trip to the arcades. Like I say, at first she was a bit a little bit apprehensive, but ended up absolutely loving it down there. And there's something about a trip. The trip to the arcade that you can't beat. It's like a rite of passage, isn't it? 100%. Uh, and the interesting thing I always find about arcades is that they're kind of trapped in time. Because if you go into, you know, any arcades, whether it's Seafront or whatever, it's still the same old machines in there that it was like 20, 30 years ago. Mm. The technology hasn't advanced at all. Uh, so I think everyone listening to this right now, when you agree, has an arcade game in their heart that they've played on and enjoyed. And it'll stay with them to, to the, the very end. Do you know what I mean? So thought this hour of the show, seeing as Thea is now involved in the arcade world uh, try and work out what is the best arcade game as far as you're concerned of all time so for me to chuck my own my hat in the Go ring on, on this uh, for me one, although they didn't have it in the arcades we went to which is a real shame the favourite arcade game ever was the Star Wars one when you sat in the actual yeah. it was like a little TIE fighter or, or X-Wing uh, chassis you sat yeah. in it and it was an attack on the Death Star uh, but literally, it was all lines. All the graphics were just lines, yep. but it was absolutely unbelievable. Love that arcade game. Any arcade game that you actually sat in, sort of like a mock-up console of what it was meant to be, yes. it was always leagues apart from the others. Just like sitting down into it, it was brilliant. What would be your favourite arcade game? Outrun. Wouldn't even have to think about it. Little red sports car? Little red Ferrari. Going so fast, I'm aggressive. I was absolutely useless at it, but I loved it. And I thought um, Outrun always missold the dangers of driving at speed as well. Because you and your girlfriends be sat on the floor, dust yourselves down, get back in again, turn the car over. <laughs> yeah. Big Mac says here on text, you can't beat driving the Toyota K1 
Metallica, if that's the right way of saying it, around the forest track of the original Sega Rally. Oh, now I used to love that. Love those racing games. Uh, Terry says track and field by an absolute mile. Oh, you have the old uh, vibrating fingers going... Yeah, that was one of those... I, it was great fun. Little skill, really. Or you just have to... You had to have sort of like two hammering fingers, really. Early RSI going yeah. on there. Ian so says Tecmo World Cup 90. I remember playing that. It's one of those arcade games that if you went to like Falaraki with your mum and dad in the 80s, that would be the one that you'd be, you and your brother would be playing with a glass of Coke in the corner. Keep them coming in. This is a great trip down memory lane. Martin in Derby has dredged up a great memory. And what a, what a basic idea for an arcade game Paperboy was. That was so good, wasn't it? <laughs> Just firing <laughs> papers at people. That's all you did. Just like cycling about, <laughs> chucking beautiful. And I remember watching it and thinking, it's a shame they don't do that kind of paperboy stuff here in the United Kingdom. Why have we never done that? I struggled with that because I had a paper round and I certainly was not firing things off my bike at the end of a driveway. <laughs> uh, then the Tucker says it's got to be Daytona for him, which is a, uh, a fantastic driving game. Uh, this one here, Sean from Dartford says, Bush and Ritchie, there was a slot game that had a jeweled elephant that went in a cave and dropped off a little white box with a present inside. No idea what he's talking about. We've got Sam on the line right now. Sam, what was your favourite game? It wasn't quite a game. It was like an electric chair. (laughs) So, out of all the arcade games from the 80s, your favourite was the one where you sat in an electric chair and got a shock. It's not the 80s for me, it was the 90s. Wow, so even more modern. I was was born late 80s, so it would have been, yeah, probably mid-90s. And it used to literally hold on to it, and I'm pretty sure it was Uncle Fester. <laughs> right. <laughs> the weird, the weird thing is, out the, out the front of an arcade, right, there would be the unusual games, like uh, one where you punch a bag and break your own hand, yeah. or your dad breaks his hand. Then there'd be the one where you've got to try and whack a mole, and then there would be this strange uh, electrocuting yourself thing that you pay money for. That's it, I used to pay for it. That was where my money went. Sam, I'm confused. I, I you know, I, I don't think I played this one. Where, where was the skill in this? Did you literally just put money in and sit there waiting yeah. to be shocked, or did you try and avoid the shock? What was the game? Sure, but it always, end, it always ended with a shock. So. You can't argue for that for a trip to the seafront, though, can you, eh? <laughs> Well, no, exactly. Lovely to speak to you. You too. How come it has taken so long for it to be Tanya who mentions Space Invaders? Oh, yeah, it's like where it all started, really. That's a classic. Uh, Stephen says, Street Fighter 2 in the chip shop by Figs Marsh after school. Nothing could beat it. Ash, what's the best arcade game? Uh, Definitely the Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles arcade game. Yes, now this is one of those arcade games where you would like you could play with like three or four other people. You'd be a Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah, Turtle each. Yeah, yeah. So the machine had like four joysticks on it. <laughs> oh, it was mad. It was like, yeah, it had uh, just the theme tune, everything. It was, yeah, yeah, good memories. Me and my brother playing that. It's so much fun. I mean, uh, do you ever used to play Gauntlet? That was my other favourite arcade game. And that was like one person was like an elf with a bow and arrow and, and a magician and all that kind of stuff. That was three or four people playing it at the same time as well. That was, um, see, that sounds like Golden Axe. Golden Axe, another good one. Proper nerd chat going on here. <laughs> do you know? No, the yeah, only know, thing right. about those multiplayer ones that always used to frustrate me is that I'd see one, but I don't think I was ever with mates that had enough money to also join in at the same time. <laughs> so it never had the same oh. effect. Oh, that's... Now I just feel bad for you. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel like, um, should we go and get, get some change put together and send Richie down there? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's all go down there with him, mate. Eh? Victoria in Lincoln has texted to say, guys, by far the best arcade game was Bubble Bobble. Sheringham Arcade. I was always number one on the leaderboard in the early 90s. 90s. <laughs> now, uh, we, we could have had a little bit of a lucky break here. Uh, Dave is is hanging on the line to uh, speak to us. Actually, Bush, this could be 
quite down your could be down your street this one Dave explain to us what's going on yeah I was just listening to the show guys and I just wanted to uh, invite you down to Neon Knights in Leon C to come and have a little game with us Uh, probably playing a lot of your arcade games that you've mentioned on the show we've got them here ready for you to free play so come down whenever you like now, I have been to the Neon Knights Cafe before. It's down the road from me in Leon C. It's an amazing thing. You you, uh, you go in there and you can have a couple of coffees, sit around and then play. Love it. Loads of different... Dave there has got loads of, like... You know all those arcade games you played in arcades back in the day or you might have played that karate game uh, when you were on holiday in Greece with your parents back in the 80s? He's got all of them. Just tell us some of the arcade games that you've got in your cafe at the moment then, Dave. Yep, so we've got Defender, Space Invaders, Street Fighter, Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, Galaxian, Outrun, Frogger, Asteroids, Donkey Kong, Turtles, Point Blank. So just loads of classics, a little bit mixed with some more modern stuff as well. Um, So there's a bit of something for everyone, really. Did you say Outrun? I did say outrun, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, you see, obviously, I've clocked the geography here. I don't think it's going to be too far for Bush to get to you. I reckon, for me, it would be around about a 45-minute drive. But would I drive 45 minutes around the M25 to play outrun? <laughs> you better believe I would. Oh, yes. <laughs> wow. Uh, and there's a real there's a real appetite for some... Even though the graphics in computer games these days are brilliant, there's something about the older games that are still such a, so alluring for people. Isn't it, Dave, do you think? Absolutely. So what's amazing is when you see like adults and their children come down here and the adults are like trying to drag the kids to the machines and they're looking at it and they're saying, well, this isn't Fortnite, I don't want to play this. And then by the time they come to leave a few hours later, they're trying to drag them off of the machine because they won't want to go. This so, is what happened to me. I took yeah. my eldest daughter, Erin, uh, to down there and I was saying, look, these are the games I used to play when I was your age. And she played, have you got, is it um, Daily Thompson's Decathlon or Track and Field <laughs> you got down there? Track and field, yeah. Track and, yeah she so was uh, obsessed with it. And it was just amazing that even all these years on, God knows how many years on, it was still a great game that she loved. Um, we need to accept the invite. We've been we've oh, been yes. excited here, but we haven't actually <laughs> said yes. Uh, yes, Dave. <laughs> Brilliant. That'd be great to have you down, guys. Fantastic. We'll, get, we'll go and change up a bag of 10 pence pieces and we'll see you there tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Look forward to seeing you guys. Um, can I just say one thing? Yeah. I just want to congratulate everyone who took their exams last week, um, especially my niece Sophie, who passed all her GCSE. So I just want to say well done to her. Well done, Sophie. Good honour. Listen, Dave, thank you so much, and we will see you tomorrow. No problem. Look forward to it. Friends, once again, it is Monday evening, so the invitation is open to you once again to join the Hometime Taxi Club. Uh, This is an opportunity to reward and acknowledge the hard work that might be done by a friend or a family member so regularly for you. Could be giving you a lift, could be dropping you off, could be picking you up somewhere, could be an after-school club, uh, might be a trip away on holiday, uh, could be picking up from work or dropping off. The reasons are endless, but if you're ferrying someone about and they need that recognition this is where you get in touch or if you've just driven loads today and you're on your tod very good shout you just need people to talk to Uh, and we'll give you extra credit on the show tonight if you have dropped someone off and you've done the old I've done this dad gag a few times where you check behind the uh, sunscreen bit in the 
in the driver's side to get the price for them as well. My, my kids love that little game. I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, now, if you do get in touch, uh, there is a reward because you need that recognition. Home time tea towels. Wow, what about that? Sought after, very limited run. Discussions underway right now for a second run, actually. A second batch. Amy tweets to say, my amazing husband Greg is ferrying me and our two kids plus my baby sister and my niece to holiday in Chichester. Amy and Greg are what the Home Time Taxi Club feature is all about. I also want to uh, dedicate, and this is this is how broad the whole Taxi Club membership is. Uh, when I was at Everton at Goodison Park, the Toffeeopolis on Saturday, walked past a load of coaches po- po- uh, like parked down the side of Stanley Park, yeah. and you get all these like coach drivers who ferry football fans to and from games, Yes, and they've got to sit there and eat egg and crest sandwiches whilst the game's on. I wouldn't have wanted to be a coach driver driving back. Actually, probably quite a quiet journey back from Liverpool to Southampton, I would have thought, on Saturday. Well, actually, when we pulled up on the train, actually, uh, at, at Lime Street Station, uh, it was quite a cheeky so-and-so on the tannoy there. The train driver said it's going to be a long journey back for those Southampton fans. <laughs> and you know what? He was right. Get in touch. 8, 12, 15 for your text if you want to be a member of the Home Time Taxi Club. Uh, Alan, are you the taxi driver tonight? I'm the taxi driver, yes. I'm the taxi driver. OK, tell us your taxi-type situation. What are you doing? I'm sitting in the lay-by outside Newcastle International Airport and I'm waiting for my fiance to clear baggage con- um, passport control. Uh, do you know what? If you're going to be caught by the police sitting in the lay-by, you do need a good backstory. Has <laughs> 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 uh, she been away on holiday? What's the deal there? It's cabin crew. She works for private jets, which she works 17 days away. Oh. And um, home for 13. So I'm picking her up just now. Does she normally pick you up like a nice little treat and stuff when she's been away to exotic countries when she's come back home? Not the sausage. Oh, hey, poor guy. <laughs> and you're picking her up. He's sat in a lay-by as we speak. Yeah. Hey, well, look, if you're not getting something exotic, at least you can have a home-time tea towel. Brilliant. He's breaking up, quite literally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are a bit giddy because it's growing gate. It's, oh, it's growing gate grunts. <laughs> I'll reboot you as well. We're going to do an all-round <laughs> reboot. It's grow. I can't say it. What is that phrase going? Going great guns. guns. You can't say. No, I can't. Tongue twister. Look, it's just going really well on the taxi club, OK? Uh, until I started trying to say that. Uh, basically, if you're driving around whatever this evening or you're ferrying other people around, get in touch, get the credit you deserve. Uh, right, Mark, uh, who's the taxi drivers? What's going on? Uh, me and my partner, Sally, we're off to Wales for a week's holiday. Lovely. Uh, we booked a VW camper... And we got the phone call this morning that we couldn't have it because uh, the steering's gone on it and it's going to take all week to fix. So we've been running around all day sorting a tent and everything to get to get a lift, well, to get there. Sorry, I didn't say that very well, did I? No, no, no. So what are you driving then instead? What, what have you got? A camper van holiday to, to what? Uh, well, we're, we're, yeah, we're in a full siesta now. Oh dear, oh dear. And you, how are you bearing up, like morale-wise? Are, are you making this is like just one of those things, and it's going to be fun, or are you a little bit fed up? It's one of those things. It's going to be fun because we've got we've got some paddle boards on board and that in our siesta that's full. The only the only problem now, Bush, is uh, we've remembered we forgot the ball. You know, that little game you play on the beach. Oh, petty, like Patonk and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You yeah, need yeah, a bit yeah, of that. One. Yeah, we've left our home, so that's the biggest disaster of the day. Wow, your, your absolutely jam-packed 1970s Ford Fiesta is going to be like one of those old government safety adverts, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, it is, it is just like that. <laughs> uh, well, let's let's uh, let's add a brand-new home-time tea towel into the collection. Yeah. That will make up for the fact of it not being a camper van. Yes, that, that is, that's, that's all we wanted.
James uh, in Doncaster has been in touch. The Hometime Taxi Club is open tonight. He says, I've borrowed my son's car to go to the shop instead of a lift. I forgot he had a black box. His insurance have now threatened to cancel his cover. What is that? I've never even heard of that. It's a black box, I think, that uh, younger drivers t- can get to incentivise really? them to drive better and get a better insurance deal. That's like George Orwell's 1984, <laughs> that is, isn't it? It's unbelievable. Uh, this text says, my lovely hubby, I'd love to nominate my lovely hubby, Rob King McGee, what a cracking name, uh, for driving to pick up, now this is really interesting, driving to pick up Jess the dog and bringing her on holiday with us for the weekend, then driving her back home again. Wow. Does Jess the dog live in her own flat? <laughs> Please get in touch and tell us. I think we might have saved the biggest taxi journey uh, to last. We've got Reggie on the line. Tell everyone what you're up to. We have been up to Scotland uh, in Duffus for 10 days and my wife decided that she would fly up with the girls and I volunteered to take the boys and the dogs and now um, she's uh, flown back at 5 o'clock this afternoon and now myself and my boys are regretting it slightly because we've only got another 11 hours to go. <laughs> so uh, Inverness to where? If your wife's flown, where have you flown? But where's she flown back to? Where have you got to drive back to from she, Inverness? She's She's going. She flew from Inverness down to Gatwick, and I'm driving from a place called Duffus, which is about 40 miles, uh, 40 minutes north of Inverness, back to a place called Hassocks. I, I know Hassocks. That's just north of Brighton. That is. Oh, you wow. can't Correct. do much of a longer drive. Six hundred and sixty-seven miles. Well, do you know what? I drove. I drove back from the Highlands to Leon Sea a couple of weeks ago, the yeah. tail end of my holiday, and it seemed like a good idea at the start. But by the end, I was I was hearing voices. I was absolutely all over the oh. place. So you're going to be all right? Uh, well, I hope so. I've got my boys next to me, Ben and Arch. Do you want to say hello to Bush and Richie? Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're, we're, Morale broke. We're living the dream. We're living the dream. Are, are they are they chatting to you or are they on tablets and devices? Uh, well, they're 14 or 15, so chat could be rather limited. <laughs> um, but no, they're, they're good boys. They're, they're, they're doing all right. Reggie, give us an ETA. When are you expecting to roll into Hassocks? Uh, about 11 hours time. So... Uh, Five in the morning. Joe, you know, if there was an absolute radio sports extra, we would we would we would take this over onto Absolute Radio Sports Extra <laughs> yeah. and we'll do a live feed on how Reggie's getting on a little bit later on. But we're gonna be with you all the way. The home time team up. are with you the whole way, my friend, okay? We're wishing you luck. Thank you very much. This is a radio show that likes to break new ground, explore new areas. We never stand still. There's some kind of Latin that we could do to kind of sum this up, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. Uh, no one had ever done a, a tour of the United Kingdom's fish and chip shops no. before. We did that. No one was doing branded face masks. We went and did yeah. that. And now, after last week's announcement that Absolute Radio has got its own TikTok account, we want to get involved in that too. Big problem is, we don't really know that much about TikTok, but we know we want to be involved. Hands up, I've got TikTok. Okay. Don't do much on it. I only got it. Just I don't know whether you find this or what your level of interest is with it. I found that I was getting in various different WhatsApp groups, just getting sent tic tacs, TikToks, whatever the plural is of a TikTok. Yeah. Right. I was getting sent it. So I thought, oh, I better download it. And I looked at it, and I didn't. I didn't really know what I was doing. It's just there was a few bits and bobs I was following, but regarding making them, I wouldn't have an idea. My other half, Katie, will sit there with the telly on in the background and scroll through these tickety-tocks 
and it's just people dancing around their kitchen, mums and daughters doing dance routines. As far as I can tell, that's all it is. It seems to be quite short. Always about sort of 15, 20 seconds long, and then it just starts again. And I'm I'm sat there with it in my hand going, oh, hang on, how's that, why's that started again? What's this all about? What's this all going on? With your glasses on the end of your nose with a chain. <laughs> but like we, what we want to do, though, because we're so proud of this show, we want to we we spread the word of the Home Time Show, spread the gospel yeah. in many ways. Just because we struggle to get hold of it doesn't mean this is a bad thing. If it's something that's going to get us viral we need to we need to hold on to this with both hands we want to get ourselves viral folks that's the main thing <laughs> so look early doors right in a minute in a bit right we're going to speak to alice who's our social media guru at mm. absolute radio uh, hopefully they're still thumbs up allow, allowing us to have the login for their tiktok <laughs> but if you've got any tips on it maybe you use it maybe you're an older person who use tiktok or yeah. maybe your kids do and you've learned a bit via them do get in touch and give us the steer because we want to get involved uh, this this text into the show says, I'm tr- Trucker Gordy. I've got 25,000 followers since my son introduced me to TikTok and I've never looked back. Please follow me. Uh, now, you see, this is the kind of thing that I do follow, all right? I, I, uh, there's, there's various accounts that sort of come in my radar. Well, like trucks and cars and that transport kind of stuff. stuff. So I've, I've looked this up. He's got a TikTok here, 45,000 views of a forklift truck that's grounded in some shingle. That's it. <laughs> so That's niche content, isn't it? If that is where the bar is, I reckon this is up our street. Well, this is it. We either try and like go a bit out there and try and do dance routines, and we're the best will in the world, neither us. we haven't got the moves for that. No. Or we, we go like just straight, you know, behind the, the scenes of Absolute Radio type yeah, stuff. Do exactly. you know what I mean? Well, we should, we should speak to Trucker Gordy for some advice. Uh, Gordy, what do we need to know? What are your tips? Make it short, brief and uh, content, you know... Make, make sure it's got either funny in it or a bit of content in it. OK, so in terms of you starting your own TikTok account, you're obviously a trucker by trade. Uh, were you a bit yeah. worried about, like, just posting normal... Like, the one you know, we talked about the other day where you were stuck in a bit of shingle, were you, were you worried about putting that up because people might think, oh, that's boring? But obviously not, because people are loving that and loads of people have watched it. Well, yeah, um, I think I've got another one where I just tell a joke and it's got 1.5 million views. Oh, right, so I've got to find that. 1.5 million views for a joke, and you did the joke in your, in your in the cab of your truck? I did, yeah. Wow, that is unbelievable. <laughs> I, I'm scrolling to try and find that, but there's a lot that you put up. How long ago was that? Uh, I've been on it about 12 months. Uh, I'm 47 now, and I thought, TikTok is not for me. And then and then my son said to me, you need to go on TikTok. And uh, I briefly had about 10, 15 minutes of it. Yeah. Then I started putting content on and I just started getting followers. So Fantastic. Now, are, and you, are you quite well known in the trucker community then for being the guy that's on TikTok? I wouldn't say so. There's quite a few truckers out there that have got um, hundreds of thousands of followers. Okay, well, um, could, could you could you give us a little rerun of the, of that gag that got it 1.5 yeah. million views? Come on, come on, we want the gag. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I just I just picked up a serial killer. Oh no! Oh, oh, I'm <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> we'll save that one. We'll save that one for no, no, that's no, fine. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> We've tapped up uh, our very own social media guru here at Absolute Radio, Alice. She's on the phone to give us some tips. Alice, you're right. Hello, you're you, right. We're good. Do you trust us with the Absolute Radio TikTok channel? Yeah, please don't re- make me regret giving you the keys to the TikTok. It'll be fine. I mean, we, even the wording we're having trouble with. Is, does someone do a TikTok? Have you just done a TikTok? Is that how it works? Is that the right way to say it? Yeah, I think, yeah, I don't think there's any... It's not like you've done a tweet. You just do a TikTok. Well, have you talked? Maybe you just talked. I talked earlier on. Talked or ticked? 
<laughs> We've got a lot to sort out. So, look, I guess you've been the one that's taken this big decision to put us on there. So, what are you anticipating or wanting from Bush and I? We want to go viral, lad. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that in mind then, right, what is it that people like on TikTok? What kind of content from me and Richie is going to be the thing that's going to make us viral? It's quite a broad spectrum on TikTok. Anything from dogs to dancing, to be honest. But, I mean, there's something for everyone. There's train spotting TikTok, Richie. Well, Alice, I'm I'm looking at... Because I've got TikTok on my phone. I'm looking at who I follow. I follow the Weather Channel, Heathrow Air Traffic Control, the Red Arrows, a bloke who is a dispatcher at an airport, Ben Foster, the cycling goalkeeper, and Arsenal. That's probably the biggest joke account. (laughs) (laughs) So, out of the whole TikTok universe, that Derry you've gone for... That's that's, that's so, it. But, but this it would seem then that there's a TikTok for everybody. There truly is, to be honest. Every time I go on there, I'm served some new nonsense, and hopefully this week, all our listeners will be served you two doing something great. Well, we, we're open to all suggestions on this front, aren't we? Yeah. You know, anything goes. I mean, I have to say, in my limited experience of it, all I've seen is people reenacting dance moves in velour tracksuits in posh kitchens. That's <laughs> that's the only thing I've seen. But I mean, we're willing to do that as well. Like I say, anything goes. Yeah, I think, to be honest, this is week one of the, the big foray into TikTok, so we'll just give it all a go and see how it goes down, like and you guys can be our guinea pigs. Uh, from our experience of our time here dealing with Absolute Radio and management, uh, probably should ask this question as well. Is there anything you don't want us to do? <laughs> if you wouldn't say it on air, don't say it on TikTok. <laughs> OK, that's a good <laughs> okay, rule of thumb. Fair enough. And then numbers-wise, what would be considered someone that's kind of had a bit of a, you know, has uh, had a bit of an effect, made ripples in the TikTok market for what we do? Oh, I think when we start getting into adding a K on the end of the number, so I think that maybe like in double figures, 10K, I think 10K we could say we've made a bit of a splash. <laughs> I thought you were going to say just 10. 10, 10 would be good. <laughs> we'll take 10. Let's go for 10k views. I think we we would have made a grand entrance into the TikTok world if we if we get that in the first week. All right, okay. All right, consider it done. Alice, thank you so much. You are our mentor. Thank you so much, guys. Good luck. I should have asked earlier. What was the actual dedication that was said at half time? Do you know what? I couldn't hear it particularly well because I was trapped in the lower bullens, but it was something along the lines of Andy Bush from Absolute Radio uh, here at Goodison for the first time in a while looking for a good result. Do you know what? The one thing that we never spoke about you with the dedication, it's a really brave move getting your name read out like that because I can remember um, decades ago now when I was... Uh, cutting my teeth on a local radio station in Bournemouth. Uh-huh. Uh, and my name was read out at half-time uh, over the uh, the loudspeaker there, referring to the uh, the show that I did locally at the time. Um, and there were boos. Oh, no! Yeah, and uh, chants... And all sorts. So <laughs> Weird, weirdly, we, 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 I did back in the day when I was in a radio station in the West Country in Bristol. We we had a similar experience at Bristol Rovers. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> so putting your name <laughs> forward at your beloved Everton. Hats off to you for that.